0: Welcome to Five Stripe Weekly. It's officially the off season for us, but we'll try to fill that Atlanta United void in your hearts and your minds. So we'll answer as many of your burning questions as we can. Coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Stripe fam. I'm AJ. This is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Mojitos Bistro. Mojitos at the Forum. Where you can find a slice of Miami and Havana right here in Atlanta. They offer Cuban cuisine made with recipes from their mom's cookbook. For more on the awesomeness at Mojitos, check our description box below. So of course it's light on the news because it's kind of a little well, kind of a purgatory in between <laughs> uh, right now and MLS Cup. Right. Uh, so Wait,
1: what? I thought the season was over, right? Uh, There's no, no more names? Right?
0: At least for us, uh, but uh, in this at least interim, uh, there has been a little bit of news, so we'll get into it and break it down for you. But uh, congrats to Ezekiel Barco on making the U23s Argentinian national team. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he, uh, I think, deserved it from, I think, uh, his performance in the World Cup uh, for the U17s. you know, previously,
1: and yeah. yeah, and yeah, and he uh, played in the U twenty U U twenty World Cup this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. he had a pretty solid showing, mm-hmm. uh, and so this tournament is for the uh, uh, Olympic qual. It's for the Olympics next summer, and so South America is having their own qualifying tournament in. January and February, and uh, yeah, so Barco is going to gonna take part in that. And, I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a big tournament. Some big players have played in that tournament in the Olympics, so.
0: Indeed, and so uh, congrats to him. Hopefully, he is completely and utterly not injured yeah. uh, during oh, this God. period because, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, he already kind of had a little bit of a spell uh, kind of on the injury list already this season mm-hmm. and in the off season, you don't really want him to be recovering from an injury. You want yeah. him to be able to play the games that he wants to play. Um, and also if he you know if he gets his his, yeah if he plays in competitive matches before the
1: season starts that might give him a head start going into the season. You That's know true. so I mean yeah.
0: we'll see. Yeah because he's had some time off as well so I mean you know some right. playing time actually probably would, would do him some good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and Brad Guzan also made the U.S. Men's National Team squad as well so congrats to him. Yeah. yeah they're playing the in the nation's league
1: yeah I think uh, their next fixture versus Canada is coming up
0: and so they need to uh, reverse the last result not a for good one for sure for sure uh, also speaking of bad results uh, unfortunately George Bello was with the U-17s and yeah. got, uh, got yeah, a start yeah got a start in uh, yeah Rio yeah.
1: yeah yeah it didn't treat the U-17s too well unfortunately yeah. it seems like uh, the program is adopting Greg Balehalter's uh Playing style in all the wrong ways
0: but yeah. hopefully hopefully it turns around yeah definitely hopefully so but uh anyway on other news alien united they lead the way on forbes's list of the most most valuable mls clubs at 500 million uh and that's leading the way for the second straight year and uh i mean not only is alien united profitable yeah but they're one of the only few that are.
1: Yo, yeah, <laughs> operating at a pro I know it's. Uh, I was shocked to see that on that list.
0: Right. But like, the highest is us at seven million in revenue. Yeah. Um,
1: and... we, we also had, I think, one of the biggest investments, which you know, which we know, and so I, I, that's
0: probably part of it too. You know, yeah, for sure, more resources to work with, Right. And so in a bigger stadium. Mm-hmm. you know. But right above the likes of LAFC and LA Galaxy. And so, I mean, that's unfortunate. You look at the rest of the list and there's not a lot of teams that are really operating on profit. No. Uh, that's kind of a paradigm that probably is not really uh, kind of long-serving, probably. And so you... Yeah, you gotta kind of help, kind of hope that MLS can really get their stuff together yeah. because uh, I
1: think a big part of it is gonna be the television money. Yeah, and so you know if that can be rectified in the next couple of years, I think that would do wonders. Wonders
0: for the league. But MLS maybe does have a kind of a TV problem a little bit uh, in terms of not the most people are watching it in terms of that, but sure. going to the games they don't really have a huge, huge problem maybe, but uh, specific teams probably, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, there's a long ways to go still, but I mean, 500 million in terms of that evaluation, I don't know how they got there, but I mean, right. Forbes, I think is still pretty- um, Reliable. It, yeah, reliable, they got that cache, and yeah. um, you know, if they're saying that's such great, Uh, I mean, for a three year old club, essentially, that's really, really huge. Yeah. So, uh, super cool to know that. Uh, On other news, left back and midfielder Jose Hernandez has said his goodbyes on social media. Um, Yeah, I mean, he played for mostly the Atlanta Twos when he was alone there on. Yeah, he was on a first team contract with Atlanta United. uh, Kind of the Venezuelan that, yeah, pretty much came in the second year in uh, 2018. Yeah. Uh, didn't really come with much fanfare, but right. also didn't really play... He played one match, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was going to
1: say, yeah, yeah, on the Tata, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: And so, uh, yeah, he didn't see a ton of minutes uh, with the first team at all, really. Right. With the twos, he played midfield more so than even left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, yeah, he is part of the Venezuelan national team right, uh, right. in terms of their U, I think, 23s. Yeah. I think but, he
1: cited Joseph as a reason for uh, signing with Atlanta, so so, I mean that's you know that's pretty exciting. That, right. Uh, it's opening the players like Joseph opening doors for other players in South America. So hopefully right. that continues with us.
0: Exactly, exactly. And but uh, still, either way, yeah, he's still part of a lot of the uh, the kind of celebrations yeah. as well, though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he got uh, his money's worth, probably. Yeah. I don't know if we did, but <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, best yeah, of I luck think, to him. Either best way. of luck to him. And yeah. uh, you know, anyone that dons the Atlanta United uniform, like you know, it's one of those things where. Uh, you know we'll root for them either way yeah so yep but uh yeah moving on to the key offseason dates and uh, yeah I mean there's basically this month is gonna be very very busy a lot of things that are gonna be happening especially right after the MLS Cup is over mm-hmm. but uh, in terms of you know like trade windows it's right after the MLS Cup and that's mm-hmm. November 11th. Uh, and it'll open at one p.m. and then it'll end two days later <laughs> at eight p.m. Yeah. So there's a small little window right after then to make some moves. Um, yeah, you can remember last last year. We mean we made a trade for uh, basically we uh, gave you know Cincinnati. Yeah. Greg Garza, and we got some, you know, pretty much, like, super draft protection in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: And so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a similar move this offseason with not one but two teams coming, and therefore an expansion draft for two teams, so.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things where, I mean, I don't know, though, (laughs) unfortunately, the super draft is probably unlikely to happen as it's kind of normally constructed right and so that's where i mean i don't think people are valuing the super draft picks as heavily and so right. you know any, any terms of that uh that won't really be able to you know be traded per se probably with much value right. uh but uh, also november 14th is the deadline to make contract extension offers to the players uh so you know there are some guys that's are kind of probably in that territory, mm-hmm. um, you know. You know, you got the likes of LGP, yeah. Russell, those guys that probably will be finding out if they're going to be kind of tendered a, a contract or not uh, in terms of uh, extensions. Yeah. Um, and also, November sixteenth, that expansion draft that we just alluded to. Yep will be happening as well in terms of uh, who's going to be available, rather. Right. uh, The list of players. And so, November 19th is that actual draft. Okay. And and so... You know, you have two teams, like we were saying, Inter yeah. Miami and Nashville SC. Yeah. Uh, they can select as many as five players each, but they can only—if you have one player selected—you are automatically, you know, withdrawn from having to lose another player. Right. Um, and so, it's very imperative who we keep because there are guys that probably could make that chopping block and then yeah. be chosen by the likes of Inter or. Uh, or Nashville and so yeah.
1: or you know we make a uh, certain place available and no one gets taken again uh, last offseason, because we made that trade with Cincinnati. I think they stayed away from the rest Probably of the Probably handshake game. deal. Yeah, so yeah. maybe something like that, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who we protect. I mean. Yeah, I mean,
0: we do have like one of the most deep clubs in MLS, so it is, I mean, it's a possibility for sure. Right. Um, you know, the, I'm looking at the likes of maybe uh, Brandon Vasquez or Alec Kahn that could be taken. Sure. Um, you know, if we leave them exposed in that sense. But right. uh, yeah, November 21. It's the deadline to, for clubs to exercise contract options. And then, you know, there's some guys that, you know, like an LGP. That's yeah, cool. right, exactly. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, with that, um, November 22nd, the list of free agents are released. Now, like free agency in MLS isn't really a massive thing, yeah. and so I don't think this is a very um, huge thing that we'll be really drawing a ton of players from. But right. we've drawn, you know, we've gotten some players uh, that were free agents. In the exactly. Past, yeah, it'll be
1: interesting to see who Atlanta and I think I think they do actually do some decent work in terms of free agents and guys who maybe uh, fringe players. Yeah,
0: squad. Squad members. I exactly, yeah. yeah. So it'll
1: be interesting to see what Atlanta United does in that period. Yeah, uh,
0: I think we can get some some veterans in that regard. Absolutely. Really, that would be helpful. I mean, I think if you hearken uh, to last season, Breck Shea yeah. uh, came in pretty early in the offseason, so that's kind of uh, the similar case there as well. Right. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> you got uh, kind of a re entry of kind of the. Uh, Kind of strange MLS things, kind of, uh, you know, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, We won't discuss that here. Uh, (laughs) That would take too long. Uh, Waivers as well, and then another free agency opens on November 25th. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and then the big one in December is another off-season date that we will all be looking towards, I think, uh, really, really keenly, is... The round of 16 draw in the CONCACAF Champions League will happen yep. on December 9th. Yep. And, uh, you know, there are the likes of these eight teams that we could draw. Yep. León, uh, Portmore United, Alianza, Matagua, uh, Olympia, Saprisa, Comunicaciones, and San Carlos. Yeah. I so. think uh, the
1: two standouts there, León, they finished uh, first in the regular season in Liga Mekki uh, last, uh, Apetura, I think, or one of those, yeah. um, and, uh, and Saprisa is strongest team that Costa Rica has to offer, uh, they're kind of a dynasty in that regard, and so, yeah, if we drew either one of those in the first round, uh, it would be tough, definitely, be yeah. tough, uh, the, the rest of these are, you know, I think interesting, we should be able to handle them,
0: yeah. I would love it if we drew Portmore and had to go to Jamaica, man, oh, oh, oh be man, funny. Be funny. Yeah. <laughs> send us to Jamaica, <laughs> Atlanta United goes to Jamaica, uh, and then yeah, we would just be uh, we'd be having some fun in Jamaica, <laughs> probably, yeah, you know? But um, probably, yeah, I mean, I guess I've never taken I've never done the, the Sandals Resorts thing. Uh, yeah. Probably not go that route. Nah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. But uh, but anyway, that does it for the news. And as mentioned before, that gets us into the mailbag. You guys send in these questions actually through all social media this time. Uh, we kind of uh, drew it out there and put the, posed the question out there that you guys could ask us any question about Atlanta United, and so here we are. We're gonna answer as many of them as possible. We
1: got so many questions. Thank you guys yes. so much for responding.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna run the gauntlet now, and uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Whew. All right. There <laughs> we go. All right. So first question comes from Rowdy and Proud. Yeah. Who do y'all think we will lose when the transfer o- window opens?
1: Um, my prediction is that Tito gets traded to an expansion side. I think, uh, yeah, my, my argument there, I mean, I just, I, we said it before, Tito could start for any MLS team. I think uh, Miami in particular should be, I mean, I think Nashville would be too, but yeah. I could see Tito in
0: Miami, uh, especially oh, with, sure. the, with the type, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the Latin players probably, and it's right. like Joseph Martinez already vacationed there uh, right. this past pretty much week. And then, so. yeah, with
1: the other players that uh, Inter has been linked to, you know, and the team that seems like they're trying to build, you know, they're still going to need, like, TAM-level players, if you want to call them that, like, like, a Tito, you know, so... Sure.
0: Uh, I can see that Nashville, uh... Yeah, that could happen, I feel like, maybe. But, uh, you know, if it were, um, you know, maybe just that that is the case, where Tito just leaves MLS, maybe returns to Argentina. Yeah. I see that happening as well. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of other players, I mean, it's, it's tough, because... Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that maybe we could maybe upgrade on, or maybe yeah. uh, we still want to keep them if the CBA does allow us to, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have guys that, you know, deserve raises, Julian Gressel, uh, LGP is on big money, and arguably, I mean, he has lived up to his contract, so, yeah. you know, his option... Hopefully he does get picked up because right. he is still one of the best center backs in the MLS. Yeah. Um, and it started most of our games. Yeah, indeed. Um, you know, an Alec can who could be picked up in an expansion draft. Sure. Uh, there are a bunch of guys. Uh, I mean, you know, even a Justin Miriam at 31 as a, you know, kind of reborn wing back. Yeah. Also as a different kind of, you know, do we keep him? Uh, Emerson Hydman Kind of feels like maybe we could keep him yeah. because he has played pretty admirably uh, on his loan from Bournemouth, and yeah, I mean, I think the big one, yeah, definitely would be Tito. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't see any of the big names really leaving. I don't think as well. Yeah, uh, I don't see a mass exodus. Uh, yeah. That would be kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. I feel like because sure. yeah, our goal, I think, is to still be able to um you know have that continuity of the you know winning players that have gotten us to this point yeah. um yeah they might not be kind of uh one on one and one with Frank Deboer in terms of his philosophy but um you know i think there're going to be players that are brought in but i think it's also at the right time yeah. that you sell these other Maybe big name players as well, right. because they're on big transfer fees. We want to recoup them, Yeah. Uh, and we've shown that we can still win with them. So I just don't feel like there's a mass exodus yet. Yeah. But uh, next question comes from Luke M. Eighty-eight. What role will George Bello have with the first team next year?
1: Um, I, I think he'll have kind of a backup left back role. Uh, I don't think that he'll start most games. Still, you know, I think because he didn't take part with the first team at all this off I mean, sorry, I mean this this, this season, season. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I could see him playing 15, maybe 20 games between starts and appearances. Uh, but yeah, just to still at his age, he's still a little bit young, and maybe uh, maybe the approach now is going to be to take it a little bit slower with him. I think last off season, there's a lot of hype, you know, especially okay. after. Uh, making those appearances, scoring, you know. And so I think Mm -hmm. now we're going to take our time with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I see see what you're saying. Um, Yeah, but, you know, he is a year older, and, you know, he did kind of get regular game time with the twos after he came back from the injury. I think that was with kind of the eye on him really taking part with the uh, U17s in this World Cup. And so, yeah, he gains more experience that way. Yeah, 15, 20 games, I think, yeah, you know, it depends on the type of, you know, kind of uh, depth that we have at left <sighs> back, because that certainly was a problem for us yes, this season. Right. Uh, and then for him to be penned and the, be the heir apparent to Greg Garza, uh, at least early on in the season, that, you know, at least Darren Eels uh, pretty much penned him as, Yeah, and it didn't pan out that way. Uh, yeah, I could see that that would be the case where they kind of try to blood him in a little slower, but I feel like still, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, has oodles of talent. Yes. Uh, that we're probably trying to, you know, not only give him a bunch of playing time, but then move him on to Europe. I think it's a guy that I think we'll see playing time with the first team sooner or later anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of, you know, that depth behind him. I think he, it's still his job to lose. Yeah. So All
1: right. um, next one coming up from Slim Jin. Uh, What transfers do we need to make to be MLS champs next season?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it depends, obviously, on the CBA. But let's say that we have mostly a similar team as we do now, Yeah. right? And so uh, if we are able to keep most of the guys, sans the guys that are probably gone, uh, like a Tito, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, I think even a Flo Pogba might be on the fringe. Who knows if he's on a multi-year contract? He probably is probably on a one-year because yeah I mean he we took a flyer on him mm-hmm. he hadn't played really in about a year and a half mm-hmm. uh, like meaningful games anyway And so uh, you know it could be where he might want to go back to Europe and it could be one of those things where we'll have to look for more uh, depth at center back and especially if at times we are gonna be playing with three-man center back lines yeah. we will need that depth and so that's I think very important especially if we want to play in that swashbuckling style uh, going forward because, yeah, I mean I think you saw that, yeah, there are some guys that in the back three will get injured. You have Michael Parker's also leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we need to fill in that depth. Uh, We definitely need left back and right back Mm -hmm. uh, depth for sure. Um, I think a little bit more in midfield as well. Kind of more dynamism, especially, yeah, a Darlington Nagby who probably is gone as well. Uh, probably to the Columbus crew. So to answer that first question as well, yeah. Nagby is definitely one of those guys Yeah. Um, yeah. that's probably gone. And yeah, we need someone that can replace what he does. It's probably going to be very hard for us to do that. But um, yeah, and I think we also need more kind of wingers mm-hmm. slash guys who can score as well because yes. we were lacking that, uh, that clinical uh, scoring ability that... I think we saw. I think, yeah, really I think we are a little finish-
1: uh, creator heavy, maybe, yeah. and uh, not enough Finisher like, heavy. yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. And so that's fairly important to be able to, you know, I think uh, have goals coming from more than just one place. You're right. Um, I think in 2017 we had, you know, Maggie Miggy, Tito, and Joseph scoring in double digits, and right. a Julian Gressel right. kind of uh, nearing like 10 goals as well. Yeah. So it was uh, goals coming from several places, this past two has been a little bit more Joseph-reliant, yeah, which yeah. is fine because it obviously wasn't a problem in 2018. But, right. Uh, I don't think you can continually rely on that every single season. Right. But uh, I feel like a hog the question. <laughs> if you have any
1: other... <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like my big thing is left back. Uh, and, well, actually, to so we got a lot of questions about Nagby, and, yeah, we do feel like he's, it sounds like he's likely to be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so replacing him, I think that he was one of our very best players this season, so I think replacing him has to be a priority in terms Mm -hmm. of a big money signing. I also wouldn't mind though if they spent money on like a starting level left back, Mm -hmm. and then like had just that person in Bello. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, we're expecting another busy season. If we wanna compete in multiple competitions Mm -hmm. and go all the way till the end of the season, we're probably gonna need like two players who can start at that in every position. Right? Yeah. So, well, well it's I mean difficult that's, to well, do that's, that's difficult, but I mean like between like yeah. you know the versatility of certain players sure. like a Franco Esquar mm-hmm. and a Julian Gressel who can play multiple positions right. and then like other positions you just have depth like we tried to have left back depth last year and it's still somehow we had five guys that could play the position and
0: still <laughs> I yeah. mean yeah,
1: between Bello, Ambrose Brec getting hurt I mean it just yeah. it was a rough
0: go so yeah for sure and we still had to play Parky and uh, <laughs> Shea at times and then you know have a revelation in Justin Miriam at right, wing yeah. back yeah. Uh, and play Dion Pereira at wing back as right, well it's, yeah. yeah. it's wild I don't think we'll have that maybe terrible luck at that position Next year, but also I mean I feel like yeah sure if we if the CBA changes tremendously sure let's go for two players at each position at least that are starting level but uh, it's nearly impossible in MLS so that's where I feel like uh, Bello Ambrose I feel fairly confident in MLS in that regard Mm -hmm. because fullbacks in the league I feel like that's really where you can kind of unfortunately skimp a little bit sure um, and still be able to. Kind of get by, I feel yeah. like. Not that we want to get by, but it's just like within the salary kind of cap thing, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, but next question comes from at United 2017. How do you think the fellows did this season?
1: Um, I think uh, I give them a grade of a B plus. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, in terms of the regular season performance, um, I think that's where I'm kind of like, you know, it's a B it was a little inconsistent. We uh, did not come back a whole lot. I think it was only two points earned from losing positions. Yeah. But overall, still a pretty solid season. That third most points in the league, mm-hmm. uh, making it to the semifinal. I mean, like if you had presented that scenario to me back in March when we were freaking out about this team, yeah, absolutely would take it. And on top of that, the Cups, you know, winning mm-hmm. Open Cup, being back in the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty solid season overall, especially with the first-year head coach.
0: Yeah, beating two Mexican teams as well. Right. I mean, that's a very kind of feather in the cap that you can put in there. Um, yeah, right. I think a very solid season where we broke some records, where we, um, I think, showed, I think, the world again that, you know, it, there's no lapses in uh, the fandom, I feel like. Yeah. The, no you know if not if you know it's it's only getting stronger um and in terms of yeah the actual like performance of the season yes there were the tips and valleys and um you know the highs and lows but uh i think on a whole i think yeah uh you a b plus i think is very solid i think a b for me i think yeah. you know it's uh would we have won to maybe uh, for them to live up to what their expectations were in the beginning of the season, of yeah. course. Because uh, their goal was to win as many trophies as possible. Sure. And so it was, uh, you know, Champions League, MLS Cup, Supporter Shield. We didn't win those. And so I feel like we did not, uh, you know, meet their expectations that they set out. Right. Because, yeah, during that uh, during that kit reveal, Darren Eels, talked big. Um, and yeah we, we did win US Open Cup we did qualify for the Champions League those are still you know I think things that you can hang your hat on and so yeah. Um, yeah I think solid season Yeah, uh, not spectacular not like 2018 but you know, right. not every season can be right
1: so next question is from Terminus United 83 will Nagby be back next year it really doesn't sound like
0: it yeah it's pretty unequivocally yeah he's gonna be gone
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was reported he was maybe saying goodbyes to teammates in the yeah. after the final match, and so it's that's uh, that's I think that's a pretty authentic moment. And yeah. Know.
0: And so, if he is, pff, yes, thank you. Uh, you know, we, we would love him to stay. Oh yeah. But because uh, he's a vital cog, he is one of those like shadow MV, MVPs uh, for this team and this yeah. league, I think, yeah. as well. And so you know. Um, he will be really hard to replace. Yeah, I just don't but, know where the season would have been without him. To be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. He held it down. He bossed that midfield every single game for us. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, and uh, along with that, <laughs> Luke say asked, "What are we going to do without Nagby next season?" With I, a sweating face.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's the perfect emoji. Uh, um, I mean, I think uh, on a lot of questions, you will hear you'll hear us say the same thing about the CBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know. How much we can invest in that position, I think, is the biggest question. Yeah, yeah if we can, uh, if they loosen up the purse strings, mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance that we can find somebody uh, from Mexico, maybe from Argentina, or Europe, even, mm-hmm. you know, who can uh, who can do that job because mm-hmm. I think it's it's that skill set that's really I think what's difficult to find and replace. But if yeah, if we can find a player who can keep the ball like Nagby did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ought to be fine.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, that's a tall task yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. I think at least in the interim, um, you know, we know that I think the team is interested in bringing Emerson Hyman back, right. so they're at least he does he's not a drawn to nagby i'm not even saying (laughs) that at all but uh you know he does offer that box-to-box ability uh that nagby kind of uh you know does and so um yeah i think hyman is kind of the heir a little bit to that um you know and so uh yeah i think you know in the kind of like 2017 season leading up, like we brought in the likes of like a Carlos Carmona oh, from yeah. Atalanta. I mean, like you know, he's not a guy like that's like Nagby, but you know, the fact that we brought in guys from Europe, I think, still you know, says something that right. you know, it's there's a possibility that um, you know, guys kind of, you know, maybe nearing that age, we can still bring in kind of on uh you know, if it is Tam money we can bring them in on that and still be able to kind of keep things clicking. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, another Nagby question. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll get through this one really quickly. But uh, Maddie Irish asked, I heard Nagby could be leaving this off season. Could, could United really afford to lose him? Uh, the simple answer is no, <laughs> we can't afford to lose him, right. but we probably will. And uh, we'll just have to, Kind of probably change kind of the system a little bit in yeah. how we play. Um, and, you know, maybe at least have a guy that's like a Nagby Light. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. And so, uh, just Joe Just swear this. Just, it 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 is. just swear this. Uh, what's most likely to happen this offseason? <laughs> change. <laughs> yeah to be honest change is definitely gonna happen yeah uh, there's gonna be some, happens every offseason yeah exactly. yeah exactly and the, yeah there's gonna be some familiar faces that uh probably are not coming back but yeah you know at the same time i'm excited to see who the team goes out and gets yeah. and uh because yeah
0: if you remember from last season like we were linked with like the you know likes of pt martinos for a pretty long time from i think like september yeah uh, to of course when he was signed in january um uh, so, I mean, you know, there haven't been a flurry of those kind of uh, rumours quite right. yet, but that was also probably because P.T. Martinez was pretty much very talkative last uh, last fall. Yeah. And so... Uh, and I know, think, yeah, it was an open they secret. down the hatches a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think it was an open secret as well that Amarone was on his way out. And I think that's what are really interesting about this offseason is if we do retain all three uh, DPs, which I actually think there's a good chance that we will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some continuity there. You know, they have a full offseason together. That's a, a, a bigger transfer that Atlanta United does not have to worry about, at least in the offseason. So they can yeah. focus on filling out the rest of the team if they're allowed to do that.
0: So, Yeah, so next question comes from Lanier Gordon. Will Gressel stay for next season? It's all contingent on that CBA, I feel like. Uh, yeah. if There is that, uh, you know, if um, he's able to get really kind of probably triple than what he makes right now. I think he's on like 150-ish somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I think Miles Robinson just got a new contract with like about 650 yeah, that's rumor. Uh, for each year, yeah, reportedly. And so, I mean, I think he at least deserves that. Yeah. Um, and it's just you get into a territory of, okay, if you lose some of these other players, maybe that does make up some of that kind of cap space and yeah. uh, room for that. But... Um, you know, I think it's contingent on that. I think the team wants to keep him. Yeah. He wants to stay. I feel like he has that connection with the fans, yeah. but I think at the end of the day, it is a business. And so, if mm-hmm. you know he's not tendered a contract and that sense of uh, extension, then he very well could leave.
1: This kind of reminds me of the Parker situation last year, because you know yeah. there's rumors, like you know Parker might be looking for a different deal or whatever. Sure. But I think at the end of the day, the both parties wanted to get a deal done, and I think that's the case here as well. Yeah. Um, another thing, though, I think it would be contingent on is if Gressel. Kind of flips and decides that you know he'd be open to playing for another MLS team. I think that might uh, change his leverage. Yeah, yeah you know w- I think that would change his leverage for sure. But I I I don't know. I don't see it. I think that yeah. I think the deal gets done.
0: Right. But there is the possibility that he could move to Europe as well, and that would uh, it would make sense because I mean yeah he's a German. He's uh, a guy that uh, could feasibly play in Bundesliga or Bundesliga two, and yeah. so uh, you know <laughs> they can obviously offer much more money already than what we can offer within the salary cap space. So, yeah. um, you know, if, if he values that more than anything else, which, I mean, he is kind of uh, in that kind of prime year as kind of, you know, if he went over to, to Europe anyway, now hmm. would be his time to move. So... Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but... That, could be the case yeah. so uh here's a slew of questions coming from keaton thomas uh we'll kind of try to hop between his and other questions yeah so that's not just all his it's not <laughs> but hog all the time thank you keaton yes but thank you so much for all the questions but um yeah uh keaton thomas 61 asks who do you think would be a good addition to the team pending rumors It's tough to put specific players that you know Mm -hmm. would be uh, kind of targeted in this team. Yeah. Um, But I mean, if we're, you know, I'm gonna go slightly unrealistic, probably very unrealistic, but uh, within MLS, Albert Elise is a guy that I would really love on Atlanta United if we can afford him within the kind of salary cap space. He's a, a, you know, one of the top wingers in MLS. Mm -hmm. He is wanted to. Uh, kind of move away from the dynamo he's kind of wanted to go to the Europe I think though but mm-hmm. um, I think you know we might be able to offer something attractive kind of that winning mentality you know we have the possibility of winning trophies Yeah, you might want to move here at least uh, for maybe at least a year um, and so it could be uh, some something of a, a good match so yeah that's somebody that uh, I feel like you know in the grand scheme of things we do need that type of winner yeah
1: I, uh, I believe Ignacio Piatti is becoming a free agent, and uh, if he were again, and that's a little unrealistic, I think, with his salary level because he was a DP. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if he were willing to, you know, maybe take a little bit of a pay cut or, you know, yeah. some room, some room became available. He, I mean, he's done it in this league for a while, so yeah, that'd be an interesting
0: one, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so next question, we'll hop over to another person. Yeah. Uh, Regini asks, who's in line to be the next captain of the team? I think next in line probably is Brad Guzan yeah. because he has kind of uh, you know had the armband more than anybody else, yeah. besides Parky um I think uh other option is joseph for sure is a natural leader within
1: the team mm-hmm. I think if uh, LGP returned he would definitely deserve a shout
0: mm-hmm. uh Jeff Rewitz also if he returned yeah also would be as well I think yeah he would be like a permanent captain even right. if he didn't play yeah, yeah. exactly he would he would be the guy that uh you know maybe not leads them out into the you know the pitch every single game but at least he would own the clubhouse and you know everybody respects him obviously right um other guys yeah julian gressel if he uh you know continues with the team yeah um you know i think those are kind of the the mainstays people that hold the most um kind of say in the clubhouse as well so right i think uh yeah definitely those people All okay right. uh
1: going back to keaton uh <laughs> could Joe make a scarf that would be awesome to have
0: we could. Um, yeah, we, we do have a lot of merch, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, head over to that in our description box below. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, and I th- think if- scarves, there's a lot of pre-sale stuff that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it has to be where everybody, like, I think feels it, yeah. uh, vibes with it, and wants to get it. And then we, you know, uh, get all those pre-sales. And then it, makes, it, it takes a while. It takes, like, a, probably about a month or two. Or so. I
1: will say, on that note, like, if you have any of this... Uh... You know, design, suggestions, yeah, you know, suggestions us, for uh, design, sure. by all means. Yeah, let, us, let know. us
0: know in the comments below, and uh, you know we'll see what we can do. But definitely, you know, uh, all the the kind of uh, you know merch purchases that you make really help us sustain this channel. So uh, thank you, thank you very much if you. But next question comes from Oh man, there's so many key ones.
1: <laughs> you want to uh, do
0: another key one? Uh, well, we'll go with the uh, Norwall. Okay. And yeah. What type of player does Lille need to buy in this transfer window? Lots of similar ones, I think. Yeah, like I've said yeah. before. Uh, I say
1: I think left back and central midfielder are our biggest yeah. priorities.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And also, I think. Uh, yeah, I think more depth. In just the back line in general. Yeah. So for sure. Um, yeah. We'll go back to Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Do you think with uh, FDB going into his second season, we'll be better prepared?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think you know FDB definitely knows more about the team now. He knows how the, the players like to play. Uh, there are some on the internet that are saying like, oh yeah, there's. You know, going to be a lot of players leaving and whatnot, but I feel like still there's going to be a core here that uh, we need to keep here. Right. Because, you know, anytime you have too much change in terms of the players, there's kind of a betting period that you'll see, like, 2017, like, you know, there's still this kind of, like, um, you know, what can we really do? We don't really know each other completely yet, even though we did kind of start off the blocks uh, decently uh, in 2017, but... I still feel like, uh, you know, when you have kind of a guy that's so rigid in his tactics, uh, of the time, in right, War, right. uh, cause if you think about it, it's still, he was still adjusting his rather kind of, uh, you know, pretty pragmatic mindset. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he, in his second season will, uh, kind of know his, his whole, uh, you know, help his whole system better yep. and how we will really adjust it to certain games, certain competitions, and probably be able to navigate uh, kind of the to the really crazy travel that yeah. MLS has as well. Mm-hmm. And if we can get more charters then that will definitely help him. Yeah. Uh so I mean
1: it's just, too, you think back to last off season, it the uh, MLS Cup was December tenth and the guys were back in training camp in January. So you know it's much shorter off season. He already has more time. Yeah. Yeah, he already has more time. He doesn't have to he's not coming in, he's not moving. Uh, you have players like PT, you know, he's going to be there the whole offseason as well, most most likely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, yeah, I think, like, the more time and the continuity and mm-hmm. the schedule, I think, hopefully, is better next season. They they claim that they're
0: trying to make it that way. Uh. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. But anyway, all right. So, uh, next question comes from... Uh, there's a lot of kind of repetitive questions, so we might skip some of those now uh, so yeah. we don't sound too repetitive. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Yeah. L Black twenty three. How likely is it that Larry will be back next season? I think he's mentioned in the press that he wants to be back next mm-hmm. season and he's interested in pretty much essentially retiring here. Yeah, he's thirty six. I mean, he's getting on in age, but he has shown it. He has a ton of value not only on the pitch right. but also in the, the locker room as well. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty likely because yeah, we still need that depth yeah. and. Uh, he's a guy that probably would take a little bit of a pay cut as well now. And I mean, he's he showed himself
1: to be valuable depth, especially towards the end of the season. He put in some very good performances. So yeah, I think he, I think he has a little more left in him, maybe a year, or two tops. But yeah. I think he's back next season. Yeah.
0: Uh, so back to Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Keaton Thomas uh, asks, who do you think will not be here going forward into next season? Okay. Yeah, we can't really answer that. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Who? Yeah, no, these are tough. These are all like, kind of answered. Uh, okay, yeah. Keen Thomas asks, how can I be part of a future fan camp? Ah. So, uh, very good question. Thank yeah. you for asking that. Uh, so, basically, uh, you can hit us up on any of the social medias and really just let us know that you want to kind of just pretty much chat with us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, otherwise, well last three years we were in the gulch this yeah next year i was just gonna say that will be very interesting where <sighs> we end up we'll be in one of the parking lots for sure mm-hmm. um and so that's where it is kind of gonna be uh kind of a conundrum until we figure out where most of the people are going to be will be in that direction so that most of the people that want to talk can reach us in a really expeditious manner. Yeah. Uh, so that it's not uh, anywhere that's too out of the way for most people. Right. Um, so it probably won't be in the Home Depot backyard, but it will be one of those neighboring ones on Northside Drive. So mm-hmm. we'll be announcing that on the social media, but.
1: Yeah. Just for context, the uh, you know, last June, that's exactly, you know, hit Atlanta United Fan TV up on Twitter, met AJ. And uh, he's the
0: nicest guy, I swear. (laughs) But but yeah, and so yeah, really, it it is, you know, really anybody that wants to come on and chat, really, we're completely open to us. So really, just uh, come chat with us and, you know, you might get on the fan cam and that'll be dope. Yeah. So uh, next question comes from uh, PC7A Saul Lopez. Without a getting used to period we had this year, that was quote unquote. Do you see us doing better next year? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we—we, it's still, like, result-wise, we got pretty uh, deep into competitions. We finished second in the East. I mean, it's, I think, result-wise, pretty good. And so getting better than that... I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we can see the potential of the team and the ambitions of the team. They yeah. want to do better than that. Yeah. Um, they want to go for all the trophies. So <clears throat> Supporter Shield is one of those that uh, we should be going for and uh, want to win. Let's win all the trophies at least once, if not more. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, if we can do a treble, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. We did uh, a version of, you know, a double last season. So, um, you know, if an improvement, I don't know, maybe in terms of you know, a double with better trophies, mm-hmm. even better. Uh, I can see it happening because, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the ambitions of the team kind of match what uh, I think the fans also want as well.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, in the postseason, even in the loss to Toronto, the team played pretty well. And I think you saw the boys' ideas and philosophy come through. And so I think that's a good sign going into next season. And, yeah, like we said before, I think if you can keep the core guys, the DPs we should be all
0: right. Yeah. And especially, yeah, it's like during the Toronto match, I think our XG was like 2.61. And there was, and was point 0.14. One. Oh, God. It's, it's one of those like... I ooh, wish
1: I had not seen that.
0: Yeah, unbearably unlucky. Uh, it's just one of those things where that's just how the ball rolls. sometimes. Yeah. But uh, next question comes from... I oh, mean, these are... These are getting uh, deep in the weeds now in terms of uh, some of the ones we've already talked about a little bit. Yeah, uh, Maybe we'll go a little bit away from uh, what we've seen. Okay. Liv Moss asks, with the Lallana, rumors, Adam Lallana of uh, Liverpool, rumors brewing, do you think he could fit in our midfield if signed? Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, he probably would command a good bit of money because yeah. he's coming from Europe. But... He's not one of those transcendent talents like a uh, Rooney or Zlatan or right. uh, someone like th- them. Um, and, you know, it's just he's 31. Mm-hmm. He's one of those players where um, maybe could fill that Nagby void. That's
1: the one thing maybe. I was thinking, but I don't know if his style really, you know, matches up the same. I feel like is more yeah. of a number 10, maybe an attacking midfielder rather than like a central midfielder. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, you know, maybe he could carry over to MLS, but I feel like he would still be on too high of a wages. But if Mm. he, to answer the the question, if he could fit in our midfield, I mean, he would definitely be, you know, a starting option. Yeah, He's just a little bit kind of, uh, you know, one, he's an international, and so that would kind of take away from kind of our flexibility. Plus, he's a little bit up there in age just kind of against the MO a little bit.
1: I think, yeah, he just, like, that sign would take up so many resources,
0: I don't know if we would see the return on it. Exactly, so, uh, you know, and then plus, it's kind of still very short-term as yeah. well for a player like him, right? especially on his age, so I just, I don't know, I don't know if, uh that really would work, but stranger things have happened. Uh, Next question comes from Backdrop Soccer. Does uh, Wiferson, I I probably think uh, you're talking about Emerson, become our next DP? So Emerson Hyman, uh, I mean, we have three DPs. Yeah, Um, and so uh,
1: under current rules, we cannot have more than three DPs, that might change. Um, But even so, I don't know if Emerson Hyman is a DP level player. Yeah, I I mean, mean, yeah.
0: Jonathan Nagby wasn't one yeah. last season. Arguably, arguably, he could be. Right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, I just it seems unlikely that he would be in terms of that. Um, and if even if it were, uh, we might have to move on from that because I, I just don't think he's maybe a DP level in this league for right. sure. So, right. yeah. um, Let's see, let's see. starting to get uh, <coughs> okay, a little repetitive. Yeah. So let's move to our Twitter questions yeah. now. Uh, so, um, Justin Colon asks With as much success as they are having in the USL currently, do you see Nashville SC slipping to that first year's learning lesson like the uh, 18 uh, or the 17 Minnesota United and the 18 FC Cincy? Or will they triumph like LAFC and Atlanta United?
1: It probably means 19 Cincy. 19 Cincy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to. I think they're going to struggle. I mean, like it's just it's it's a difficult jump from USL to MLS. And if you have a roster built out for USL play with like essentially USL resources, it's going to be difficult. I mean, like they'll obviously add MLS level players, but yeah, I do think they're going to struggle, probably finish near the bottom of the conference the first couple of years at least.
0: They just added Dax McCarty, and yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's kind of up there in age as well. Right. I think, yeah, I mean, um, they're going to be bringing that mixture of kind of the, you know, wily MLS veterans right. probably, and if they start making some moves for, you know, kind of the, uh, kind of what MLS 3.0 has been doing, then maybe we could see that, but uh, yeah, they have a, a big offseason ahead of them. And for sure. So, uh, right now, as they're currently constructed, yeah, they're probably going to struggle a little bit until they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a similar, I think, stadium situation as well. So, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, you know, Joey Logan also, as predicted, roster changes and moves Cantero to enter Miami. Whew! That's also yeah, Juan for Cantero. Yeah, that's uh, a spicy rumor,
1: man. If Cantero came to MLS. I mean, like, it would be fantastic to watch, honestly, but yeah. holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: and that's the thing. It's like Juan for Quintero isn't kind of a Europe-level player, yeah. I think starting level anyway. So, right. yeah, it could make sense. Uh, Inter-Miami has been stockpiling a lot of uh, kind of South American talent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, no surprise with uh, Paul McDonough there. But, uh, yeah, and we've already answered the predicted roster changes and moves, but, um, you know, the Quintero thing, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind him at Atlanta United either, but there's no space for him. So. Right. But uh, he is quite a player. He has quite a left foot on him as well. Yeah. Oof. But, uh, yeah, and he and uh, he and Pizzi did share some time, uh, you know, kind of swapping in and out. Right. Maybe a little bit of time together as well with River Plate, but, yeah. Um, but, okay, next question comes from Aaron Escobar, uh, a person that has played on both of our uh, other teams that we refer in. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. Giroud, Olivier Giroud, looks like he has an interest in MLS, and as a Chelsea fan, hey. I would love to see him in ATL. Do you think that would be a good move so we can have actual competition for Joseph? I know it could be a DP spot, but who knows what the new CBA would say.
1: Yeah, and then last comment is the key, right? Is it what would the new CBA? (laughs) Uh, In terms of Giroud, uh, I mean, like, he would have to be okay with coming off the bench and sharing time. He's currently unhappy because he cannot get off the bench for Chelsea. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I think that if he came to MLS, it would be to start every game and, yeah, to, like you said, to be a DP level player.
0: Yeah, And I could see him uh, playing quite... Of a maybe a Zlatan type role because yeah. you know you lump it high to him. I mean, he holds it up really well, yeah. Uh, he heads the ball really well, he has a lot of good skills, yeah. And if you ever looked at his like highlight reel, he looks like the best player ever, yeah, in terms of the goals he scored, yeah, even though he's definitely clearly not, but right. he is. Yeah, quite a good uh, good goal scorer. And, yep. um, you yeah.
1: scored a sweet goal versus Arsenal in the uh, Europa League You final? shut your dirty <laughs> mouth.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, Giroud, yeah, I just think that's very unlikely. And we have a kind of very light, light, light player in his kind of uh, likeness in mm-hmm. Brandon Vasquez. Right, right, right. Uh, and if we are to keep him, then he's much cheaper than what Giroud would come in. Right. Especially a person sitting on the bench. So very unlikely, I feel like. Yeah um yeah and so next question comes from uh doug lafine from facebook how likely are changes with cba that could impact our roster makeup maybe could you elaborate on that whole process uh well cba i mean it's a collective bargaining agreement between mls and the player union and uh basically there's a lot of things that entail with it uh, it would probably take quite a while to explain really in depth, and probably would bore most people with death. So, but it, I mean, in essence, but it's a
1: it's a work stoppage. You know, yeah. and it's it's uh, these are just management and uh, worker negotiations. Like that's essentially what it is. Right. And so, in this case, uh, it seems like obviously raises. Uh, I think charter flights might be one of the issues, um, and I guess. Uh, how MLS teams approach roster building going forward and what they will be allowed to do, who they'll be allowed to bring in and and spend. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it it
0: basically ends on January 31st. And so, uh, you know, basically they have all this time up until then to negotiate a new one or there might be a work stoppage. Now, I don't think anybody wants that. It's not good for the league right now, especially uh, a league that's trying to get more eyeballs. Anytime there is a lockout it usually kind of uh pales pretty badly within the uh, kind of sports landscape mm-hmm. um you know the kind of mlb lockouts of uh I believe oh, yeah. 94 yeah. definitely kind of impacted a lot of things but sometimes it does bring it for the better yeah uh the nhl lockout of, i believe of 99 yeah also I, think, was I think there was one massive. in
1: 2004 i think as well yeah. nhl uh, NBA had one in 2012, so I mean, yeah, it's not unprecedented.
0: It's not unprecedented, but it, it would really kind of uh, put a, a black eye on such yeah. a young league. Yeah, so, that's the thing, I think, because those
1: other leagues are sort of more established. And I mean, and the lockout did hurt baseball, and MLB yeah. is like the oldest league yeah. in world. And America.
0: NHL, it's like, yeah. yeah, definitely also on the, the wane as well. So, yeah. uh, something that they need to hurry up. Get all the conversations going between all the the franchises uh, and the players' union and really figure something out. Iron something out as quickly as possible. Um, (coughs) Next question comes from Warren Parsons. Can you explain the expansion draft a little bit more in depth? Like how many picks the expansion teams get and how many can be from the same team? Who do you hope we draw for CCL? Okay, there's a bunch of questions. All right. Uh, We'll get to each one. All right. So... Uh, in terms of uh, the expansion draft, it's essentially, you know, when new clubs come in, they get the pick of the lot from players that are protected. And there are 12 players from each team that they have to protect. Yeah. Uh, and so for uh, each of those teams, they get five, like we mentioned before. Uh, only one can be chosen from each team, and then they are pretty much they are absolved of being uh, having to lose another player. Right. So, uh, you know, it's very imperative that, you know, we keep the ones that are, like, strategic and ones that, uh, you know, like a Jeff Loretowicz, like, probably wouldn't be uh, picked up, but he could, but he's out of contract, so basically, you know, he... If he is picked up, then we lose him already, but we wouldn't protect him in the expansion draft. Right, right. Uh, it would just wouldn't be kind of, uh, it wouldn't be wise to do that. Yeah. Because you would basically be kind of using up a spot for a guy that pretty much doesn't uh, need to be on that list. Yeah. Homegrowns and Generation Adidas players are uh, exempt from that list as well. And so, yeah, there's quite a few uh, that... Uh, won't be picked from it. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, next question of that. Who do you hope we draw for CCL? I mean... Yeah, uh,
1: Portmore. Jamaica, yeah, Portmore. United. Let's go to
0: Jamaica. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the last question there. Do you believe after everything the team accomplished this season, we will stop hearing from the Debore out crowd?
1: I think, I mean, like, I, you know... Yeah, um, it's my relationship with Twitter is, you know, so-so, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see much after midway through the season, especially after the Open Cup. I don't, and yeah, I don't know if you had issues with DeBoer before, you know, I feel like some of those questions have been answered and at least we're going in a positive direction. Yeah, you know? we're
0: progressing clearly. And so, you know, I think DeBoer basically really outlined uh, early on in the season, he, you know, said that, yeah, maybe I was kind of uh, probably trying to enact too many of my defensive tactics uh, too hard uh, and too quickly. And so maybe that is a thing where he has adjusted. He has at least uh, learned that the players like to play in a certain system. He has adjusted clearly. uh, And then during several spells during the season... We played really, really well. Yeah. Uh, we had that kind of shutout streak, yeah. in, I believe in May. Right. Uh, in August in September, we were on very, very good form. You know, we kind of lost a little bit of form, I think, in the end of September and right. in October. But um, I think, you know, he'll learn the kind of peaks and values and what he'll need to do to, um, you know, keep the team rolling throughout the entire season. Yes. But uh, I think in terms of the Deborah crowd, I think you're always going to hear the naysayers um, anytime that there are bad results or kind of a bad spell. It's kind of the nature of any club. I mean, some of the teams that, you know, we've... Uh, that we support, and we've had to kind of go through like Chelsea roll through head coaches or managers mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Right. Uh, you know,
1: Arsenal right now don't yeah, like that manager very don't much. Don't like you know,
0: Emery. Um, you know, yeah, with uh, you know, Maurizio Sarri, oh, yeah. Uh, last season with Chelsea, I mean, you know, definitely uh, he had them playing kind of the way he wanted in a sense, but maybe the, uh, you know, the players weren't gelling completely yeah. with that. Uh, some of the fans were, yeah, uh, really f- kind of not feeling it as it well. Was, it was
1: difficult to watch. It was actually a lot like De Boer early on, uh-huh. like how Atlanta United looked under De Boer early on, where right. it's
0: like a lot of uh, side to side, yeah, yeah, drab, not really exciting, right? So, a little bit possession heavy without a lot of penetration, right? Right. Right. Um, and but, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, even you look at you know Ole Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with uh, Man United. Um, you know, a lot of people are expecting maybe him to probably be gone, yeah. um, you know, and even though he's doing the best he can with a kind of flawed roster, And it's, he's
1: a former club legend.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's always going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think we'll be all absolved in any of And
1: that, I will but. say this too, like, I, I credit DeBoer for handling it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, he made you know, the one spoiled comment, I think we can all let that go at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, DeBoer was like... You know, he handled the pressure. He understood why people were upset, and uh, you know, when the team did well, he didn't come back and say, you know, I told you so. You know what yep. I mean? Like he, because he expects this. He's he's dealt with this at Inter Milan, Post at House. Yeah, yeah, you know, so exactly. you gotta you gotta take your lump sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh, next question comes from wake Blagat Kunji. I did that pretty flawlessly. I, I like. think
1: that was pretty good. But uh, let us know. <laughs> let us know in all way. But uh,
0: so the question is: any choices of who Atlanta can sign to replace Nagby or who can start in his place from our roster? Okay, we've talked about it a little yeah. bit, but uh, of choices who we can sign, um, you know, from outside the raw ro- or outside the roster for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. <laughs> Guys that are similar, maybe in that sense, It's like a, a Will Trap, but Ugh, Will Trap. S- I know, I know, terrible. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want him on the team, but is kind of similar, and he's right. like playing for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult because yeah, MLS. Um, you know, those guys. There was nobody better than Nagby, I feel like uh, yeah. in terms of that, um, guys that we would have to bring in maybe from uh, South America or Europe. Yeah. It's in terms tough. of yeah, in terms of on the roster, I think your most natural
1: replacements are Emerson Hyman and Rometty a little bit too, yep. especially because you know Remedi does like
0: got forward a little more this year. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, potentially. Yeah, in terms of in the league, it's just it's very very yeah. tough. Maybe we can. Maybe we can find a, a Lee Wynn from LAFC if he's not going to be there. I mean,
1: I actually like, uh, is it Atuesta? I like him a lot. I mean, they would never. they not going to get rid of Atuesta, They would never thought. let him go. But, like, a, a player of that level, though. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: a Lee Wynn uh, kind of has a little bit of likenesses to a Nagby. Um, mm-hmm. So, he could. I don't think he's got the kind of uh, defensive ability that Nagby has shown throughout his LA United career. But uh, still could be something. And so. Uh, but... Uh, next question comes from Chris Stanton who gets left unprotected for the expansion draft and, and then the second question how likely will there be a work stoppage so we'll answer the first one first yeah who gets left unprotected for the expansion draft uh, we kind of went through this one in a different episode right I remember that but, yeah. uh, so if you you know we'll put this in the card over there uh, with the time code so you can watch it but I think the guys that would be left uh, off of that uh, draft would be, I feel like, a Justin Miram. Yes. Alec Kahn. Yeah. uh, Lorenowitz
1: probably, maybe. Yeah,
0: Lorenowicz because he's not signed, so yeah, yeah, he's he's not going to be on there anyway. Pogba? Yeah, Pogba probably could be, and yeah, um, yeah, I mean, the likes of those type of players. I think Brandon Vasquez, he's on that fringe, too. Yeah. Like, you could, Yeah. but you could... You know, you could serve to lose him as well. So yeah. it's, a, it's a bit risky. Um, and
1: then, you know, keep an eye on Tito. Like I said, I think that the smartest thing probably is to move Tito and not lose him for anything.
0: Because yeah. it does seem like he's more likely out than in. Yeah, and if yeah, if, from what I understand about his contract situation is that he is out of contract, but we still have his rights. Uh, so at this point... At the end of this season, yeah, uh, basically, yeah, like, we could uh, try to keep him on the expansion draft, but we also would maybe lose him for nothing, his rights, so it's tough, like, it it really is one of those, like, do we move him as quickly as possible, or, you know, what is it, what is it, so, Yeah. yeah, as we mentioned before, those dates are coming up, yeah, and uh, it's very important that LA, United you know, gets it right, I feel like, in that regard. Yeah, but, they usually do. Though. Yeah, indeed. And uh, so, last question comes from Carl Manning, and he asks... Oh, wait, sorry. There was a, a secondary question, right? Yes. Uh, how l- likely, yes. Yeah, how likely will there be a work stoppage? Uh, you know, what? right now... Put it's, a percentage. Yeah, it's 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's that high. I feel like the, 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 the league really knows that they... Cannot afford this, right? Um, right. I would put it at like a thirty percent, yeah, that it happens. Because I, I It'd think be there, out of their hands if it did happen. It, like.
1: it does seem like the needs. There still needs to be a lot of legwork done, yeah. and yeah, like these are proper negotiations. Like this yeah. not just. This is not a formality, especially yeah. this situation. I think that. You know, the players realize that the league is going in the right direction. They want to make sure that their, you know, their rights, their revenue is protected, you know, as the league grows, and so Mm you can understand that. And, you know, yeah, so that's what, you know, I'm hopeful, of course, I don't want there to be a stoppage or even a delay, really, you know? I would just love it if
0: they, uh, yeah. Yeah, Get it done expeditiously. Uh, But, uh, so, yes, the last question. Carl Manning, away trips to Nashville? I'm down. I'm hella down. Uh, yeah, I went there for that preseason, and it was so much fun. Had having some hot chicken. Um, yes, it was yes. rainy a little bit though, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. hopefully it rains less. But uh, hopefully, the days that you know, if they are scheduled for Nashville, are kind of closer to the summer or spring yeah, a little bit. You're right. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, it's a little bit more pleasant and, um, you know, you don't have to deal with it. I
1: think this is like our only fun. realistic road trip, like the one we could actually like exactly. drive there, right? Yeah, so. yeah,
0: because Orlando, short sure, technically, but I That's mean... That's like no, a nine-hour drive. Uh, yeah, and I, I know like a lot of, uh, you know, some re- supporters groups do uh, go to Orlando. I don't think we're really too welcome there, so I'm not really <laughs> going to go there. Nashville, though, uh, they were very pleasant. And uh, yeah, that's a derby I'm looking forward to for sure. sure. Not only for the food, but for the music as well. (laughs) So uh, yes, very much hell yes to away trips to Nashville. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for sending all of those questions. We'll hope to do another one of these in this off season because I'm sure there's uh, gonna be plenty of questions uh, with a lot of the stuff that's gonna be going on around the team. But uh, yeah, again, thank you for that. But that gets us and segues to our question of the day very nicely. So yes, it's the off season, but you know the hustle and the grind doesn't stop for us. So our question to you is what kind of videos would you like to see us produce in this off season? Please let us know in the comments below. We're really interested in seeing what you're gonna say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.